Okay, everyone, settle down now. Yo, everyone, this is Chesky, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to DoD45 and their special guest, Dope Knife, who just released an excellent album on Fake 4 called The Dope One. Highly suggest you check it out. Happy holidays, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. D-O-D-45. This is the DOD 45 show, drawing over discussions 45 minutes with a special guest. Welcome. I'm your host and resident artist, Ty of Art by Ty, and with my co-host, Adrian Taiwali'i, we're having conversations with people who I admire and am inspired by. On this episode, I'll set a 45-minute timer, put my pen to the paper, and we'll learn about our guest through an interview-style discussion. So stay right here with us to experience some laughs and maybe even learn a thing or two. Okay, here we are racing the clock again, as always. <laughs> um... Today, oh, today, show and tell, show and tell, our guest today, our guest today, Dope Knife. Papa told me, boy, get your weight up, get this paper, get a baker, stack dough so you can get your cake up, F your neighbor, get a grip, lettuce with the extra chips, cheddar and some fetishes with plans to be forever rich. That dream was a tad out of context, promises, now that was a lie, honestly we stuck in a contest, most way slaves pay taxes and die, I won't respond, don't judge, everybody want a chance to be a Rockefeller, legit or legit, stare at the gavel or judge, get sick and sing acapella, I be like Schmeagol, I want the ring, I want the Dope knife. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I know. I think I just heard somebody say that on the intro. I think it was AWOL. Chesky. Who was it? Who introduced him today? I don't know yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask Chesky. I forgot. I just totally lost sight of what I was. Oh, that's okay. This morning you were telling me about um some sort of attack on the grid in South Carolina, North Carolina? North Carolina, but I didn't read anything about it. And that was this morning as as this is being recorded, so as it airs, we'll know more, but that's interesting. It reminds me of when I brought up the um, manual override on the dam energy processing thing. Yeah, that's why I brought it up to you. That's stuff you're... I'm uh, constantly thinking about if uh, somebody stops your grid and how are you, how are we going to survive in a winter when there's no power, yep. water, heat, gas, fire, firewood, fire, firewood, alcohol, and guns. Pond water. Pond water. Gross. Yeah, well, that's what the fire is for. You, yeah, you melt ice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, did you want to know something real quick, or mm-hmm. did you want to keep going on that topic? No, whatever. Not a doom and gloom. <clears throat> I don't think of it that way. I think of it as a a reason to think harder, to be prepared. Yeah, to prepare yourself for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so be prepared in case there is uh, an attack on your grid. We're from Utah, so we can't help but being preppers. It's in like the... It's in the bloodline? Like of some sort of preparedness. Yeah. Because of being taught in school about the earthquake and then having all the LDS people save food. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a big thing. Oh, uh, we're from Utah. Our guest is from Savannah. Yeah, oh, I think okay. you, maybe you knew that. I don't. But I was just going to tell you something that I thought was pretty interesting about Savannah. Real, a real quick one. I like the giving up some information because you know I'm I'm a big fan of gaining 
knowledge. Oh, I thought you said gaming. No, gaining knowledge. <laughs> like I like to hear information. I don't know. We that's what we seem to. All people, off of. I think, need are, are curious. Curiosity by nature. Well, here's some curious things, and people have already know it, but it's a historical thing. But did you know that Savannah was a Christmas gift to uh, President Lincoln in the Civil War? No, just no. the city alone. Yeah. As, you, does that have a low water table like uh, Louisiana? Uh, Is it probably? A threat? I don't know. Well, the un- uh, the Union General Sherman. He had burned Atlanta to the ground during his infamous southbound march in the Civil War. But when he arrived in Savannah, the, the city's, like, the, be- like the be- beautiful city inspired mm-hmm. him to spare it because he was going along burning in places. So instead of destroying it like he did Atlanta, he sent a telegraph of Savannah with its, all the squares, you know, all the cool mm-hmm. little squares. Mm-hmm. And the greenery, and he sent that to President Lincoln, offering the city to him as a Christmas present. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Now, isn't General Sherman the name of the tree in um, California? Sherman trees or General no, Sherman? No, that big, the the main. Oh, I don't know. The big one. See? Sharon Red, what is it? The Redwood Forest? Are they redwoods? Those? Yes. Oh, Sherman, tr- but aren't they just Sherman trees? Or are you saying <laughs> they're General Sherman? I think that one was named, shoot, I don't know. What is that called? The Redwoods? Yeah. Where we rode our motorcycle when we went for the motorcycle ride to the Redwood Forest. That was fun. Except you were pregnant, so it wasn't all that fun. Or were you pregnant at that ride? Yeah, but my pregnancies didn't affect me. I know, but you were riding on the back seat. Yeah, but that was because of your stupid decision, not because of me being pregnant. (laughs) You bought the worst seat for me you could could Not on purpose. I thought I read that it was like this awesome gel seat <laughs> the general sherman tree is the world's largest tree measured by volume named after union general sherman probably um did you want is there anything i i got caught i went down a rabbit hole of antarctica this morning antarctica <laughs> yeah you want to hear some things is that about the antarctica? one that's below <laughs> well here's this you, on the bottom since you of know, the globe since you're miss geography here, I'll give you, so... The Arctic is north and Antarctic is south? Well, uh, this yes, because I'll tell you why, yes. Antarctica is the fifth largest continent. There's no native population. And it's on, I, I, I swear it's like, oh, five other nations share, I don't remember who, they, like South America. South America's right there, Africa. Africa. South Africa. Yeah, like five other uh, countries share the... Would... Land, Let's see, New Zealand's land north is uh, Australia, maybe one. Yeah, it's funny. I was down the rabbit hole, but I wasn't down that part of the rabbit hole where Antarctica was because I forget that there's an Arctica and an Antarctica. Oh, is that what is that the truth? The Arctic. Oh, South Pole. Yes, and the North Pole. Yes, Antarctica is the South Pole. Well, and Santa lives in the south, North North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Why? Why shit? Well, because I f- f- almost forgot where where he was. Yeah, there's no, there's not much life on uh, the southern one, right? Just penguins or something. Yeah, there are a lot. There are penguins. In fact, some scientists found some penguin mummies recently, and they're doing studies, and they believe that they're there are these uh, or how long they were from prehistoric. Oh shit. I, I, damn it. Just uh, organically mum- mummified. The, yeah, yeah, because of the uh, cold. King penguins didn't mummify. 
mummify pharaoh no no they the were pharaoh just penguin. yeah yeah here are some things that i was that i that i thought were pretty interesting in this whole article i was reading uh they found some strange oval shape shape there in the coldest region what does of that the mean? there's from the scientists found some huge oval shape and they can't explain it because it's in such a cold region there's really no way that humans could have built it but could have been a <clears throat> volcano well they say it could have been those wind drift things but probably they don't normally form these oval shapes they think it was a man-made thing but they're just they can't understand, figure out how how they would have built it there because, right, it's, because so, it's negative so negative so cold it's like land that you couldn't even really i thought that was pretty interesting um well, oh, there's this thing called the Pyrie Reese map. Pyrie, maybe Pyrie Reese map, made by some Turkish admiral guy in 1513. Uh, but it sh the map is a map of Antarctica, Antarctica, um, the South Pole, and it has the shorelines of Africa, South America, and South Asia on this map. But it was done in 1513, which is like. Eight years, just barely eight years after that, I don't know, some other famous dude. Anyway, they're disputing its authenticity. Scientists dispute its authenticity because it's not the way it's shaped now. So some scientists say it must have just been a fake Oh, that's map ridiculous, that the guy though, put up. I know. Because if you're traveling by boat, mapping shorelines. Yeah, you should, if you're interested in that stuff, you should Google this, this, this Pyrie Reese map, the Turkish guy. It's just like a really detailed map. Um, you know those what, what do you call those nav those sailor what do you call Top. them navigators what do you call those people that sailed the seas and well anyway pirates it's a, no that did like mapping of the oceans and um, anyway they say it's different than the other map and so or not different but they're just the the scientists are like fighting like some say it's a maybe it's a fit or not a well done map and other scientists say it's probably how the landscape may have been thought that was pretty interesting uh there's the largest and deepest lake in Anar in under that's 2700 meters under ice mm -hmm. it's pretty cool that was discovered in 96. uh oh and they just think that possibly the the sediment at the bottom of this lake w is like uh um emphasize, it's pre-glacier sediment mm. and if they they haven't been able to test it haven't got down there but it would emphasize that it's from a lake existing from 15 million years ago. You know, when the, these start to melt, um, I think some of the bacteria come back to life. And so we'll be introduced to prehistoric bacteria and stuff, which is interesting. I just <laughs> saw that the Amazon dude is very much considering... Musk? A, Elon Musk? No, the Amazon. I think it was the Amazon guy. Bezos? Yeah, I think he's really, really um, into wanting to turn or to create a Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I brought this up the other day with somebody. Sounds like a great idea while he's uh, getting ready to go build his little bubble on Mars. Yeah, well, I don't know which <laughs> one it was because the headline just said, Billionaire Astronaut. So that could have been either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other one has better astronaut stuff right oh yeah maybe it is elon musk because yeah he's got the spacex right um you know what, uh, i just wanted to bring up too our our you know we spoke about the partnership with hands made yeah um i just we haven't we haven't 
gone over some specific things of what's coming up, but I, but he, while I was texting with Zach, he's the one that runs the company, um, we did come up, or he, he did tell me some things. So there's a new double EP coming out of Mestizo uh, on the end of, je- end of December. A maybe double early. EP, that means two records? Yeah. Or front yeah, and back? That, yes. Okay. Um, and Mestizo, we're going to probably have him in as a guest. I kind of just bailed on the Antarctic stuff. I thought it got it was getting a little too technical. I, it was just an interesting article. Oh, you weren't really going anywhere with it. You know where the you know the McMurder McMurdo dry valleys that's in the Antarctic. It's like no. three thousand mile stretch of mostly drier. McMurder. McMurdo, I think, is what it is. The dry valleys in Antarctica. What do you think? Dry valleys. Dry. Or dry? D-R-Y, dry valleys. It's a high concentration of salt, magnesium, and potassium. But anyway, fossils were found found there from woody plants dating back 50 to 100 million years ago. And they're not native plants to the area, but they think they possibly arrived by wind or whatever about 70 million years ago. Sorry, I didn't listen to what you just well, said. Well, this information is sort of ruins a lot of... <laughs> that's, I guess that's why a lot of people hate science or uh, don't want science. <laughs> uh, I think it was mostly just... I think... Uh, Catholics, but it ruins. Came to accept it. I think it was oh. evangelicals. Don't quote me. Who um, were really against evolution? The other, I think, a lot of the other ones accept some degree of it. Well, because how long ago was the Adam and Eve thing supposed to have taken place? I don't know, like a hundred years ago. <laughs> hundred. <laughs> Did you also know that the Antarctic is where underneath there is where they where scientists actually believe a possibility that the lost city of Atlantis is? No, I don't believe that for a second. Plato wrote about that Atlantis. He described it in a, in a book, and it with so much detail of the city that existed in the su- <laughs> southern tip of Africa. And oh, so technically it would be... And they think that the fell the the city... They found... They have found, like, art, art artifacts and stuff down there so they're getting more and more belief, but they can't, you know, there's no way you can prove that that, unless they find this whole city, but it's possible. I want to know something else I learned about. I'm way into scientists recently. <laughs> they have, I saw a headline that they discovered that binge eating sweet treats mm-hmm. is probably influenced by a gut micro- microbiome. I believe it. Yeah. I learned a long time ago that if you have like a craving for chocolate, you're lacking in something else, like a deep craving, one of those unsustainable... I've got all kinds of gut microbiomes then. <laughs> well, you need them. Well, it's all connected. All they want to do is eat sweets. Your gut is directly connected to your brain. <laughs> no, really. <clears throat> you don't know, I know. I was just... I was. That's why you need to take um, or eat probiotics. Well... Those were all notes that I wrote down that I thought were interesting <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. What, what, something I think is interesting, every time I open a blog or an article or an anything that you have to read through, you get to the bar- bottom of the article, and there's always like an ad for nasty earwax. They start showing you this disgusting... No. Why are you shaking your head? Do you get those all? The, I don't You're know You're getting why. it because it's I've been getting specific. it for years. It's specific to something you must have Googled. Like 10 years ago? Probably it's because... It's so gross. Because that mine, mine, I get... What are my ads something for? 
Oh, it's for a little nasty. while. It, it was just for... starts like, ugh. Yeah, no, yeah, that's just specific to you. That's crazy too. All it the makes me crazy. Specific. Like I, I cringe. When I start like slowing down when I feel like I'm getting to the bottom of the article, so I don't have to see them. It's gross. Yeah. It is gross. Your wax is gross. You were just cleaning our son's ear. Well, his <laughs> yes. Our family's earwax, fine, whatever. If if someone gets an earache, we can handle that. But I don't want to see other people dig it into ears like that. I don't know how that. I've heard of that pimple popper TV show. I don't even Why know. Why would you want to watch I don't that? know. It's fucking gross. I don't know. Anyway, I guess we should take a short break and we do uh, come back. Okay, let's take a break. We'll be right back with Dope Knife, and we're ta- we're we are uh, speaking about his new album, the Dope One. I think it was released on uh, Fake Four. Okay, we'll be right back with Dope Knife. D O D We're real thrilled to have partnered with Hob Sauce for three simple reasons. Their hot sauce is delicious, the owner and creator David is a solid dude, and they collaborate with dope artists for their labels, including myself. Boom! Amplify your favorite foods with their award-winning flavors. Head over to HobSauces.com to get yourself some absolutely delicious artisan hot sauce. Hit it, Bobby. Hab sauce, have sauce. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Put it on your food. Hello everyone, and welcome to the world. My name is Tony, and I have a podcast too. I know what you're saying. I already know. Okay, but I have a podcast too. Just like you, just like your grandma, just like your grandma's neighbor. We all have podcasts, except mine is different. I'm different. I was born different. The Speaker Face Podcast is fun. It will teach you probably nothing. You cannot smell it, and you definitely can taste it. Speaker Face Podcast by me, AWOL1, and I talk to uh, my friends, I talk to musicians, artists, all kinds of creative people. All kinds of human beings. I do like little songs and little freestyles and skits. And so after you're done listening to DOD 45 with my man Ty, which is a very, 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 very interesting podcast that you should religiously watch and listen to. After you're done, check out speakerface.store for the Speakerface podcast. And you could also listen to it wherever other podcasts are podcasting. You know what I'm saying? So check it out, Speakerface Podcast. Your life will be better. I don't promise. Speakerface Check out our new partners, Brim of the World, a.k.a. Seek, Conquer, and Destroy, a.k.a. Aliens Built Earth. I'm always wearing their gear, especially the hats, and in almost every episode of the DoD 45, you'll see me rocking something from these cats, because I'm a fan. Show them some love and treat yourself right to a new wardrobe or some new headgear, and I'm not talking about braces headgear, I'm talking about hats. 
Check out all their gear and links at brimoftheworld.com. Hey, real quick, my friends, my art is available for purchase at artbytie.com. So if you like what you're seeing or you want to support the DOD 45 show, the best way for you to do that is to pick up a print or an original at my website. If you're not quite ready to buy, but you still want to help out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you stream from. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Art by Tie and engage in the comments. That goes a long way. All right, enough already. Let's get back to the show. Okay. All right. Welcome. Hey, welcome to, to our go. show. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, really a pleasure to have you on. What? Uh, before I start, like getting into it, I'm I always struggle with um, when I'm speaking to someone with a moniker. Do you do people call you dope, dope knife, uh, or what do you? Uh, uh, my my real name's Kedrick Mac, but like right. all my friends call me Mac. So okay, I mean I I would prefer Mac. It's to me it's kind of kind of weird for the one sure. because I mean no one has any one thing that they say. Like they'll be some people say dope, and then some people just say knife. Yeah, it just it all feels kind of I don't know. I I would imagine it's like what a wrestler feels like if like they're in the street and somebody's like, "Hey, Chris, The Rock, how are you doing?" Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. "No, I have an actual name." You know. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's because most most of pe- most of our guests on the show definitely have some sort of moniker, and but some <laughs> people go by the that they've gone by that name for so long that it's yeah. just normal to them, and it's like their nickname, like amongst their friends, like even yeah. No, I I totally get it, and I guess. Some of it kind of depends on, you know, what the name means to you. You know, I always kind of like thought of Dope Knife as a name just being more like a description of the like the music. It's what the musical project is called as opposed to sure. like me. You know, it would be like right. if somebody called Trentner, Trent Reznor or Nine Inch Nails. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, Nine Inch Nails. It's like, no. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to understand that. Right. <laughs> I, ne- I always, I, you know, I never want to disrespect anybody of what they, what you know, what they prefer to be uh, uh, re- referred to as. So. <laughs> oh no! I mean, at the end of the day, it really, it's all love. It's all. It's yeah. not really. Cool. A big, it's, cool. It, it's just something. If I had to say what I prefer, but I really don't mind Mac. at all. Yeah. Know. Okay. Cool. All right. That's good news. Um, and yes, I do. I do know your your real name because uh, our first few questions are are Sophie's choice questions, and I and they usually are um, based on on your your name. So okay. Okay. Cool. We got cool. this in the house. Oh yes, so, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Guys yeah, for the of course. Support, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. And <laughs> um, you, have you, you you dig it? Have you gotten to yeah. listen to the album yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quite a quite a bit. When, especially when I'm going to have a guest on and someone that's. Um, agreed to be on our show I'll, I'll go all in and i you know I, this show is not what our uh what we do um for a living my yeah. my art is what we do for a living so i i spend my money on 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 artists yeah i i, I like to support the arts hey, plus, plus you, good, uh, chesky's a homie so i like uh supporting fake four as well so <laughs> yeah chesky's a big homie to me yeah for real <laughs> um all right so here so um how how is everything before I start the timer to start drawing your drawing? How how is everything? How how's life? How how are things for you? Uh everything's going good right now. I mean, like I'm still, you know, doing the usual post album stuff. I have uh a video 
coming out on Christmas with Jarv. I'm like, yo, I'm on my way to record. Motherfucker, this war, better pray to the Lord. I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm on my way to record. Motherfucker, this war, better pray. Pray to the Lord. I'm on my way to record. Um, family's good. I just went home for Thanksgiving. You know, I'm got a new girlfriend that's good and great you know what i mean like every yeah. I, I can't <laughs> complain about everything you know about anything to be honest with you so i'm just uh, are thankful. you the are you the type that gets um worried when things start going well <laughs> um yeah, in the sense of in the sense of like will something go wrong yeah whenever things start getting too well for me i get very concerned like yes, oh shit yeah. that, that's, that the bottom's gonna drop out or something <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm very much like a creature of habit so i like I, I i always have to fight myself from being too comfortable you know what i mean so yeah. that that definitely creeps up but at the same time usually i think I mean, when I was younger, I used to think, oh, man, you know, tortured artist life, you know, that's where that's where the source of my pain is where my but the right. older that I get, it's like the more happy and stable that I am. I think like the iller my shit is. So I yeah. try to keep it, you know, try to keep it. I try Balance. to keep the vibes Balance. up these yeah. days, you know what I'm saying? I, I found that a lot with people that the. Uh the older you get the less you rely on for artists anyways yeah. older artists the older you get the less you rely on the pain and struggle because yeah. you've yeah you, or i guess maybe it's if you started getting if you started reaching some of those uh peaks and that you were going towards that gives you a reason like oh i want to start writing about now i've got to this level yeah i mean i i, I would i would imagine that it applies to like just most artists is but it's like if stuff is tumultuous around like if stuff is tumultuous in your life then when are you i mean you're going through stuff possibly that is fodder for you know what i mean some really compelling art but when the fuck are you really gonna have time in the headspace to create that you know what i mean so Oh, well, it's catch twenty two because when you get too comfortable, you start going like exactly. I, I, I want to just enjoy the comfortable part. Yeah, no, exactly. No, for I, I totally feel you. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely not at that stage of comfort, but just in the sense of yeah, I, I always tend to think of things like it could be worse, you know. So, so in that in that sense, it's like on all fronts, you know, it could things could be worse. So I'm just thankful for for what it is, you know. That's a good attitude. Things could hey, be worse. I, I if I if I was saying that and I was like uh like couch potato, then I think legit I think legitimately you could you could look at it with skepticism, but like I put I put it in work. So at least for me that's what works. You know what I'm saying? I I, I know I already said it, but I, I really am a I'm a big fan of your work. I, I really oh, like it. You, yeah, thank you're you. really good, man. I I'm I I'm a fan. Um, all right, I'm going to just set this timer. So I got a specific drawing um, for you, just idea-wise. You said that you liked skulls, so I'm gonna. Um, there's going to be a skull in here. All right, uh, though. And they're always, like, the hardest thing for me to draw. But I like, yeah, draw I've got, I like, like drawing them. <laughs> I got, like, three skull tattoos. And just, like, I, I, if in, you know, like, the if I had, like, an end goal and, like, all my tattoo work, it would just be, like, different animal skull skulls yeah but in different styles and stuff like that not like you know just with different artists but like a cow skull or like a bird skull and the cats you know that, that sort of stuff i don't know why i i don't it's not even necessary i just 
from a design element, mm-hmm. I like the way those things look when they're I drawn. Agree. So it's I it's agree. not even. Yeah, you're not you're not like you're not like uh, super emo. No, no, yeah, no, I'm the same. I have <laughs> I have actually have a skull. I have skull collections, so I I collect skulls of all kinds of animal skulls. So yeah, but not and I'm not I'm not like fat. I'm not um like way into death or any of that. It's just I like the way they look. I don't know. They're very interesting. So yeah, no, I mean I don't. I mean, for me personally, it's like even when people like ask me that, it's always hard for me to even like understand why that's just necessarily associated with like, you know what I mean? Like a dark vibe as opposed to like, oh, nah, I just like, you know, some motherfuckers like flowers, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like like some people just like the way they look. And, you know, I, I just I consider it to be the same sort of thing. Like, that. Were you into um, where did you grow up? So my um I didn't I grew up in a bunch of different places but never like one specific place. Okay. My father worked for the state department when I was a kid, the state department. So that could have been a bunch of stuff, but we traveled from country to country like every 2 or 3 mm-hmm. years. Um my mom is Liberian. So like the first 6 7 years of my life we were in Liberia until the civil war there broke right. out. Right. And then we evacuated uh, because of my my father's job. We were able to get some of my mom's family out, but not all of them. But we wanted to stay in Africa so that she could help, you know, people who were in Liberia, like, get out. So from there, we did like a quick, say quick, but we did we did three years in Toronto after we left Liberia and then went back to Africa in like camp we were in cameroon for two years senegal for like three years and then i graduated high school in singapore and then i i I didn't move to the i didn't move to the states to live until i was 18 going to college oh whoa so where where's your so you have you have a multiple citizenships or no, no, no. I'm, a, I'm an American, American citizen. citizen? My, my, um, my older brother, I mean, my older brother's an American citizen, but he was born in Liberia. But my mom had me in Baltimore, which is where my dad's oh. from. And she had my little brother in Baltimore as well. My little sister was born in Liberia. So, you know, it's it, it, on and off. You yeah. Know. Can you have, do, can you have multiple citizenships with Liberia? I know some countries allow it, but. Yeah. So, I mean, if. I don't know for sure, so I don't want to say the wrong thing, but if any country would allow it, it probably would be Liberia. Because Liberia was, like, probably the closest thing that America's, like, had to, like, a full-scale colony, you know? Oh, where, okay. For example, they had the, we they were using the American dollar in Liberia until 1990 when the war broke out. Like, that was the currency for, like, the first four presidents of Liberia, if you look, they look like George Washington, for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, historically. So, it's just, so, it has that connection to it. So, I imagine I probably could get dual citizenship, but that hasn't really been... Uh, nothing, yeah. Yeah, it, ha- it hasn't been something that I've been thinking about recently, but, I mean, the way things are going, I probably want to travel again, so... Yeah. I find it curious that you have an American accent. Having oh, well, been I mean, raised in all of these other places. I'm like a huge movie nerd. Mm-hmm. Like for real, for real. And I used to, I, like I draw too. I draw comic books and stuff. And I was really heavy into that when I was a kid. So I didn't speak English until I was six. And oh. I learned like a mixture of hooked on phonics 
Calvin and Hobbes and like just watching the shit out of movies. So it's like from the time I was a kid, I was always trying to like emulate different actors and characters, voices and stuff. So I I don't know, just something about that and the attention to pronunciation and accent and stuff. It was just something that you worked on. You kind of actively worked on. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even necessarily, I would say subconsciously subconscious. worked on. Yeah. But you, you were learning it basically from American. Yeah, yeah. E- but I mean, your ears were hearing an American way of speaking. Don't get me wrong. Like, my father sounds like I do. You know what I mean? So, like, my, my, my father spoke like that, too. But again, I would just, I just, me and my girlfriend just went uh, up to Virginia, which is where most of my family lives now. And, you know, she got to see, like, the Liberian side of my family and she was like man like you were going in and out of accents like while you were talking to like people. and i was i didn't even realize it like i couldn't even imitate to you what she's describing because i just it's just he does you know, that some, yeah more of a subconscious thing no i mean i don't want to misinterpret that they speak english sure in right liberia. yeah sure you know i mean it's obviously accented but they, they speak english in liberia but when I was a baby, I wasn't when I was a, the first place we went before Liberia, when I was a, like a real, real little baby was in um, Sierra Leone. And there I picked up Creole. So, oh, really? Yeah. And and so there, there, it like actually was like my mom always tells me that it was like an actual concern because they're like, yo, he speaks Creole and like he won't he won't stop <laughs> and I, I just i, I spoke creole until i was like four or five like i said do you still oh, no no not at all not at all okay. I, I did study french because we always lived in french-speaking countries so i studied french all throughout like school and high school and shit and when i graduated like by the time i got to college i would say i spoke french pretty fluently but you know, the next thing you know, 10 years go by. You haven't spoken with yeah. anybody. You've been drinking. You've been smoking. The next thing you know, five more years go by. It's like, oh, shit. You know, like damn near two decades have gone by. I haven't yeah. spoken French with anybody. But you know, I'm so sure I, if you go to a French-speaking country, it'll take very little time for you to pick it back up. I would I would hope. I would yeah. hope. Like, I can watch a movie and I can, like, be, I can be like, oh, that subtitle is kind of, like, not what they're saying. But I don't think I could hold, like, a... I couldn't hold a confident conversation with somebody right now if I had to. <laughs> well, what was your first language before uh, you? That's what I said Creole. Oh, Creole. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So it was Creole, then English, and then like English and French. But I mean, nobody in my family speaks French. My little brother got pretty good at French, but he was by the time we moved out of French-speaking countries, you know, what I'm saying he he was too little to really like. Not just jump into the to English afterwards, right? <clears throat> All right. Well, here let me hit you with a couple of uh, Sophie's choices. Um, who do you think has more influence on hip hop, Kendrick Lamar or Kendrick J. Rue the Damager? Mm, mm. I would say, I would say it would have to be J. Rue the Damager, just because, like, I, you know, like the thing with a lot of the older cats like the the quote-unquote golden era cats is like no matter what came after them they set so many precedents like stylistically and technique wise that it's like you gotta give them props so i would say the reverberations of what jeru the damager did probably in terms of like you know, people really going in with multi-syllables and shit like yeah. that like that shit still reverberates to the day where that 
influences like Kendrick more than Kendrick has. You know, sure. Does that does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's just like whatever it is that Kendrick Lamar is bringing to the table. I don't think I think it would require like 10, 15 years to like really analyze like that. Whereas like Jerry the Damager, you can be like, oh, with Jerry the Damager, you can actually be like, oh yeah, people weren't rapping like this until after guys like right. him. Yeah. Wow. yeah, very, very, yeah, that's uh, very well said. Um, yeah, Kendrick thank Lamar's you. been around for 10 years, and I mean, I, I can't say that he is the dominant, you know what I mean, rap style that, that current people are rapping in. Yeah, maybe in, maybe in 30 years from now, then, yeah. Yeah, then that, then that if changes. In if, if 30 years from now, if, like, the average rap album is, like, to pimp a butterfly, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, of that sort of, like, concept magazine, it's like, oh, man, you see, when Kendrick came out, everybody started, like, but we don't know that yet. Yeah, that's true. Yep. It's yet to be told. Yeah. Um, who would you rather spend a day at McDonald's with, Mac Lethal or Mac Miller? Mac Miller. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm not even, like, that big of a, of a Mac Miller fan, but I really like cats who are prolific about like that and that are about, like, the, the craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, even, even if... I'm not necessarily like the biggest Mac Miller fan, like in terms of the music he was making. Like I'm a huge fan of the fact that he was making so much of it. You know what I mean? Like from the production to the albums and stuff like that. It's just super interesting to me, like going in and out of those headspaces to have that much creative output. Yeah, I can't. I would want. I would want to if I had to spend a day in McDonald's. First of all, (laughs) (laughs) some place to be. Yeah. Well, and it was just the the. I was going to say McDowell's, but I had I yeah had I had known that you were a big movie fan, I would have had more movie references because I'm a huge movie buff. Yeah, it's probably more interesting things happening at a McDowell's than at a McDonald's. For sure. Here's another here's another one in the unlike in this unlikely uh, bizarro scenario that you could only make music as a duo with these two, who do you think you'd make more bangers with? Craig Mack or Mac Dre? I'm going to say Craig Mack. I'm going to say Craig Mack because, like, especially, like, if it was... Craig Mack passed away, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah, so assume like just in in the hypothetical sense, it's all hypothetical. If Craig Mack was still alive, I think like my more faster style in his like old band style would be an intro. I like I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that duo yet. I mean, somebody tell me if I'm if I'm not thinking of someone. But has there been like a real older guy and younger person? No, but that's dope. Duo? I like that concept. No, I, I not that I know of. Yeah, like. But maybe I, there I, is, but I don't. I, but I I can't think of any. I can't. I mean, there's definitely crews where it's like maybe the 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 forefront figure is you know. How old are we talking? Because there's a song with um, Earl Sweatshirt and the RZA. Yeah, but they're and RZA's like but, 50, 60. Yeah, but isn't that's he now? they just yeah. they collaborated together. That's, that's not necessarily. A collab, though. Yeah. I mean, like like if if like I mean like a duo. Like for example, okay. if the RZA and and um, Earl Sweatshirt were like, "Yo, we're doing an album." Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they were right. like, "We're gonna be a new Run the Jewels." Okay. That would okay. be you know interesting. Like that. Well, that well, yeah, I guess. 
Killer Mike's about the same age as LP, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're in the, no, yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm I think talking, Killer I'm Mike's pretty young. Yeah, you're talking, but you're still. We're talking I, I Craig Mack yeah, age. I want decades. <laughs> yeah, I, want yeah. de- I want decades gap. Like I want somebody who like sound like is of the SoundCloud age. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like doing doing something with somebody who's like I would want to see like Ice T and. Ooh, I like this already, though. <laughs> Ice T is like my favorite rapper, so I would want to. You know what? Fuck it. I would want. I would want to do something with Ice T. I love Craig Mack. I love Mac Dre, but I would. I would want to do a collaboration with Ice T. Yeah, that'd be dope. And yeah, and we could we could push that out because he is still alive. So because Mac Dre's not alive either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just I don't want to sidetrack anything. But like, no, you're fine. A lot. When I say that, a lot of people think that I'm saying it ironically, and I'm not. Like before, I didn't start rapping until senior year in high school. I'm not one of these cats who's been doing it since they were like 12 or eight or something like that. So for me, and I, and, and on top of that, I wasn't even a fan like hardcore like that. Like I was aware of hip hop. My older brother was really into it. There were rappers that I liked because I liked songs. You know what I mean? So I like the song, the guy who made that song. I like that song, the guy who made that song. But I didn't get into hip hop on some like hip hop head shit until I was 18. So for me, there was always like like the the rappers who that I was able to like find interest in before I was really into hip hop. Those have been like the rappers that no matter. And it, I mean, it goes all over the place, too, because like. Ice T wasn't a crazy rhyming lyricist, you know what I mean, master, but he was just like the perfect combination of like knowledge, ignorant shit, funny shit, you know what I mean? Like it was just like all like straight up like a picture of Ice T from 1992 should be like in the fucking dictionary for mc you know what i mean <laughs> like straight up <laughs> so I, I i i don't mean that as a joke like i'd actually own iced tea albums and like know the songs like that is the god so yeah if there's any way he hears this <laughs> yeah it's <gonna> be awesome <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna ask: Is Ice T even still rapping, or is he just doing movies? Yeah, yeah no, he rap. um, he's he's still he's still going heavy with Body Count. Yeah, he's toured his, with his the... metal band. Yeah, he's oh. he's been to. He, they were like touring like after like as soon as COVID was done. Yeah, shit. Oh, okay. but but you know he is uh, still dropping like the, every now and then he'll drop a song or he'll do collabs with different West Coast rap oh, rappers cool. and stuff like that. So yeah, no, he's still putting out music. I mean, I I. I always wanted to like approach it with that sort of mindset where it's like I I don't have any like crazy wild expectations for it. So I want to do it on my terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like it's definitely more of a grind, but it's just dependent on what your priorities are. You know what I mean? Like my my priorities are to make the stuff that I'm doing and hopefully if it, like enough people latch onto it that i can make a living doing it mm-hmm. you know what i mean which at this point i say i'm like you know like like 70 80 percent of the way at the, you know what i mean still still chipping away at it but i would rather do that and like 
I don't want to sound like too pretentious by be like be able to sleep at night or whatever, but just like I just don't want to do any whack shit. You know, that's the that's the like the the most simplest way I can put. It. I just don't want to be involved in anything whack, whether it's like something I do or it's like a collaboration. And when I say whack, I mean solely in the a subjective what I think is whack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and knock on whatever I've been able to like just to do it at a point where it's like I've been doing it seriously like i'd say really really seriously i've been at this since like 2015 you know i've been definitely was rapping before that but i just mean in terms of where i was like oh no i'm really gonna try to make a go at this you know what i mean and like not bartend <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's been since 2015 like i don't know like as somebody who got into the hip-hop shit as like a fan maybe it's just like i'm a product of my era but the shit was always like trading cards back in the day you know what i mean it was like fucking marvel superheroes and shit it was like nah man mc light is the illest nah what the fuck are you talking about son nah rock him nah son like i, I like i know i i've been in arguments in high school with people are like they're trying to like tell me that like bubba sparks is the best rapper of all time and i'm like nah did y'all just hear that new most deaf album and it's like totally cool you know i mean we're both we're both going in and we're making fun of each other's rappers like (laughs) you know and it's like no one's taking the shit like personally it's just it's just like fun is i don't know i feel like that shit has gotten weird that it's like artists can't be artists can't be criticized as much as they can be praised and that just feels weird to me that does feel weird who the who the fuck wants to make that shit you know what i mean like uh you know I, that's why I can't really like envision myself being like this album is probably the most accessible shit that I'm gonna make, <laughs> you know, and not not necessarily by choice, but just in terms of like that the dope one. Yeah, the dope yeah. one. Yeah. Yo, pay homage to the god of the rhyme. Treat you motherfucking rappers like it's clobbering time. Dang. If you really think I'm capping, check my product design. Cody Kim is on the track, and now the author is I. I'm leaving y'all in the twine, and you caught in the bond. Like that, like th- this album is like the, it's like, it's it's right below the line of where I feel like ah, I'm doing some shit that's just genuinely not me. That I'm just, you know, what I mean, not interested in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just in terms of like, just in terms of like caring it's like it was like a it was like an experiment you know it's like what if i what if there was like a drake album that i was just hijacked and was just rapping over (laughs) (laughs) you know that's kind of how i was like thinking about doing it and stuff it was like more of is that is that something that i could consciously do could i like could i consciously make a hook that people are singing you know what I mean? That's kind of like repetitious and gets stuck in your head. But that I personally wouldn't be like, oh, I was really dumbing it down for that shit. Or I was really, you know what I mean? I wasn't pushing myself on that. And yeah, I think I think I can do it. But just in terms of what I'm interested in, I, I think I, I'm more interested in doing stuff that's a bit more weirder. So it wouldn't be you the route I mean? that you're going to that you you think you're going to go from from here. Nah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna like sprinkle stuff like that in, yeah, and stuff. Just in turn, and and you know, I mean, just to the elephant in the room for me is like just trap beats, right? Rapping over trap beats is just stylistically, it's not my favorite thing, and it's a very particular type of trap beat that just inspires me to like, oh, to rhyme words over and rap over. So, like, 
fucking um, curating the beats for this album because this is also the first album that I've done in like a decade that I didn't do the overwhelming majority of the beats for, oh, okay. for if not the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like working with other producers, it, it like if somebody sent me ten beats, I was like, yeah, I only like this one, or. Mm -hmm. You know, can you, can you, I didn't, I wasn't really feeling any of them and not because like of not feeling the beats, but just in terms of what I'm personally into. Yeah, stylistic. You, are you, yeah, you like it a little more, um, experimental? Um, and I mean, I don't cause what does experimental mean in that sense? You know, to, to me, this, this album is experimental. <laughs> you, you feel what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like to me, this album is, it was like your own personal experiment. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I mean it it, it definitely the bi just through coincidence if somebody discovers me through this album, it's more in tune with like what's popular now. Right. And not even popular, but just like what is in fashion now. I guess is yeah. the best the better term for it. It's what's with with what's in fashion now. And yeah, I mean I had I had a review on a another another like youtube channel and it was just it was something that they were saying in the comments this was for my last album like back in 2019 but they were like yeah man this album really has that underground sound you know what i mean and it's like some of the cats were saying it in the negative and some of them were saying it in a positive and i was like oh well is that just because that's all i'm capable of or is that my personal aesthetic yeah. Right. So so after doing like three albums of that, it's like okay, I think for the next one I want to try something different. So let's see, let's see how much of this underground sound thing is just ingrained in what I know from my influences. Uh, yeah. Or if that's like a choice that I make when I'm making albums and stuff like that. And, and I, I think it definitely is a choice. I I feel more comfortable like with my next one. I know it's definitely going to have more of like a rock metal vibe to it mm -hmm. it's like i feel more comfortable doing that experimentation just as like oh the, the same way that i put on the trap cast like i wore those i wore those trap beats like it was a costume i feel like more comfortable like oh man i could like do something that's like more heavy in like you know uh, like put that costume on and like fit into it and then like work in that space so that's what i'm gonna try to do for the next one yeah that makes sense i like to hear it and i like how well thought out it is for you i like to hear that which oh which which serves as a better metaphor for your personality <laughs> a butter knife or a butterfly knife <laughs> huh i would say for my, I'd say for Kedrick Max personality, I'd say the butter knife, and then for Dope Knife, the butterfly knife. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I assumed that that's might be might have been what your answer was gonna yeah. be. <laughs> I, I was a battle rapper back in the day. Like that's like I free. I, I you can't tell from the albums that I freestyle a lot. Like um, if that's the one thing, the the one thing that I do <laughs> that I have like supreme like confidence in is i'm pretty good at freestyling so when i first started rapping just the scene i was in everybody was freestyling so i was i was the youngest person in that group and i was like all right i'm gonna get better than all you old motherfuckers you know so <laughs> i just i really took up freestyling and i got into the battle scene like right before everything switched to like the like grind time you sure. know the, the pre-written battles 
So you were too like, you're too young to have been able to get the scribble like a, a scribble I, yeah, jam. Yeah, I was I was too young for scribble jam, but too old to really get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like grand time or KOD and shit. And um but no, but like at that tail end of stuff, like I want to say like 2008, 2009, I was like actually, you know, going around the southeast and taking people's money and shit. So yeah. when it, <laughs> so I just I, like I developed a very like at a very early time before I started trying to make music, I really developed what the dope knife character was gonna be. You know what I'm saying? And I never really fell into the trap, or maybe it's just a big up to the the OGs that I came up under. But I was just never in a space where there was any sort of pressure to blur the lines or live up to your rap name. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, yes. Like there was real shit going on that that shit wasn't any sort of, you know, it wasn't any sort of thing. So I don't know. I just got real comfortable in that. Like, Oh, like dope knife is like a, you know, Joker, arch villain, anarchist. And obviously it was, when you when you listen to my old stuff, it was it was cringe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I just just that like attitude, that like grimy sort of attitude, I definitely had that since I started rapping. But I I don't know. I, I like to smile. I like to smile and chill. Yeah, too much so the, the grimy really attitude <laughs> So you're saying so the grimy attitude is more of dope knife. I mean that yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's just it's just rap. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. that's also I mean, like, battling isn't it because you kind of have to you if like you're going to war as a military you can't just you you gotta battle so you you gotta get dirty and and do all that that might not be your personality when you're not battling the thing that i noticed in battles was that like the whole i mean i don't know the way that i broke it down i can't say the same thing for how battling is now but at least for me for the for the, the in the freestyle battle era you know like one person raps for like 45 seconds the next person raps the next you know two rounds and then the crowd decides the winner and then some judges back in that that time i found that the strategy was or like the unspoken thing that everyone was doing is that whatever somebody's was like projecting as their strength that is was their weakness. what you would then try to use against them to be like, oh, that's not your strength. You're in fact the opposite of what you're projecting, right? That that was the whole way I broke it down. That's that's how I justified to myself a lot of the misogyny and homophobia and stuff. Is like, yes. all right, like everyone's playing a character and blah, blah blah. You would like to think that you know, I mean, we're all in this world that's you know a space where we all understand what the what the rules are and so on and so forth, but it was vicious. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. And it's like the 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 better that you were and the more witty that you were you know what i mean and the more that you the more that you were thinking about like outsmarting your it was just like it was it all seemed like a really fun game that i just really took that way so i just never conflated it with real life or anything like that like i've never been like don't get me wrong i've been i've i've my life has definitely has its like share of like shit you know what I mean? Sure. That like goes on in it, but there's just there's never a point where it's like, oh no, I can't do this. I'm supposed to be dope knife. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> it, it, would, it would be like if Al Pacino was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can't, I can't back down from this. I'm Scarface. Like what? <laughs> yeah. like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to be. Yeah, you're not a, a method method. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that uh, battle rapping 
well, I don't know if it still exists right now, but can it exist in this space? Because there's, it seems like you can't really knock a person down. I mean, it, it <laughs> definitely exists. I mean, they have, you know, the, it's just, it doesn't exist in the, like the, the sense that we're talking about, like the freestyling eight mile. Yeah. Sense, right. You know what I mean? That scene doesn't exist. Not that I know of, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if it does, Somebody point me to it. I'll sharpen right. it up and go get some money. But the the space now. I mean, they're doing their they they're doing their thing. Like the pre written battles where it's like one guy raps for like twenty five minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like with a ver with a verse that he wrote for three months. Like I mean, there people are into it, and it has like a huge scene. And I mean, those things are vicious. They're going in and they're doing all the things, but but they're able to know, think just, them out too. They sort of. Uh... I mean, they're 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 looking at they're looking at each other's Facebook pages and stuff, and it's like getting the you know I mean they're like getting yeah. like personal information from their job, and then for me that's what takes me out of it is because when you watch it, it's like the whole thing feels like a big click inside joke that me as the viewer, you know, what I mean, I have a hard time connecting with. It's it's kind of like, I look at it like. The freestyle battles are like UFC, mm. and the pre-written battles are like WWE. Yeah. Oh, yeah. W oh I, WWE. I you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Like, 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 like WWE is like when you when you watch a match, the it's always gonna come down to the wire. Like mm -hmm. the character, like a character, everybody's gonna do their special move. You know what I mean? Everyone's gonna have their moment to shine. But if you're watching a real competition. It might not be like that. And you as the audience have that unspoken rule when you go. When you go and you watch a football game, it could be the greatest game you've ever seen in your life, triple overtime, or somebody could get blown out by 50 points. Yeah. You know, you're not guaranteed the outcome of the game. Right. And I feel like when you give somebody three months to research their Facebook page and then they're surrounded by all their friends and everyone knows all the intricate mm -hmm. details of each other's lives and stuff, it's just more of a like, you know, everyone's going to get to go through their round. No one's going to choke. No one's going to get blown out of the water. Everyone's going to get their chance to shine. So they're, fr I don't know. I, to me, it's just not, it's just not what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's oh. like, uh, um, uh, oh shit. Uh, the, I lost this adjective. What's the, what's like a sterile, more of a sterile environment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's like, like a more sterile. I don't want to, I'm, I'm really not. Not at all. No. Yeah, it didn't sound like you're dissing it. Like, like, I, I just, it's just a, it's just a matter of taste. Yeah, and it's different than what you came up doing. It's completely yeah. different. Yeah, completely different. You know, what I mean, I just I just prefer I just prefer like the not knowing what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? And yeah, it sucks if like you 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 go to a battle and it's like maybe both guys just have a bad night or both mm -hmm. both opponents have a bad night and it's just not a good battle. But yeah, there is an awe, but. That's but it's the thrill kinda of real. It's good. That's yeah. what makes that's what makes a good battle good is that it could have been whack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> it's like it could have been whack, and, and these motherfuckers are going at it. You know, I, I I enjoyed that. So if there was something like that, like just out of being like a competitive cat, I probably would. Yeah, I definitely would follow it if not try to participate. Yeah, is that? Would do you wish you could would have had a chance at that that like scribble at jam? Scribble at scribble jam? Oh, hell yeah, yo, I. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to say I would have like won Scribble Jams and stuff like that, but oh man, like when I look at Scribble Jam, there's definitely cats who 
I was freestyling better than at that time. You know what I sure. mean? So I was, and then on top of that, like not growing up in the states, that's where shit like that hurt me. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. by the time I knew what Scribble Jam was and that it was a thing. It was already on its way out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, and we just were talking to Dibs about it, and I was asking him, I said, do you think you'll ever bring it back? He said, oh, it just wouldn't work nowadays because of the exactly what we were just we were just talking about. The only 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 counter I would say to that is it might not be as big nowadays. But you got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think outlets like that are important so that mm-hmm. it's almost like a beacon to for the people who are interested in something like that to like gather. You know what I mean? To yes. like flog Twitter gather around. But it's got ha- to happen first. His um, I th- I think one of the main reasons I talked to him quite a bit is why he wouldn't want to bring it back because he wouldn't. He specifically would want to do it like the old ways. The only reason he'd put his heart into it again is he'd want it to be that really hardcore shit and he just (laughs) and he doesn't think that yeah with with all the camera phones everywhere now and like the younger mcs wouldn't even be able to battle with some of the og ones because they would you know you would have to hold back and yeah yeah yeah, it's uh (laughs) plus he'd have to buy tons of tissues why? Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> people would be so insulted yeah. now; they'd just be crying. I think that. Yeah, I mean, that's what kind of what he was saying. Like, it just wouldn't work. Hey, this is way out of left field. But um, did you ever play hockey? <laughs> oh, in Canada? No, did just I ever hockey, play hockey in general. Yeah. No, but well, when I, when I lived in Toronto, though, I did like skate a lot, though. But I never I played skate? hockey. Yeah, oh. I skate. Yeah. Do you think you'd I mean, be it's fucking Toronto? So yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you'd be do? good at hockey? No, 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 no. I, I'm not. I'm not I, as as much of a fan of like basketball as I am. I'm not like a good athlete. Oh, are you good at basketball though? No, I played. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, I guess I was like better than somebody who didn't. You know what I mean? Like, I guess like on a like on a court with like a bunch of people who don't play at all. I <laughs> right. guess I would be the best. <laughs> yeah. out of them, yeah. But you're more of a fa- of a fan of basketball. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Are you a fan I mean, of hockey at all? Uh, nah. I don't know why I'm pushing hockey. So I just came out of left field. I don't know. Maybe Canada. <laughs> Again, I like you know from any anything that's like a competition between like people practicing a craft like i dig that i just dig that as a concept you know what i mean it's just cool to me so you know like fucks with the fact that wade and gretzky was the greatest you know what i mean all that sort of shit is like cool and like you know like i'm from uh the, the one place in the states that we always would come back to would always be uh like the virginia dc area so i'm like you know i'm like a de facto dc dmv sports fan and shit like that so you know i'm like ovechkin yes you know what i'm saying I, I fucks with hockey. I got nothing against it, but it's it, it's it's hockey and a lot of other sports for me is kind of like just another streaming series that I'd have to invest time sure. into. That I don't yeah. have the time to really get into to watch. I know? find that I, I'm into sports, but I I mostly only get into them towards. I mean, except for basketball, I'll watch. Yeah. I love basketball, but most other sports, I only get really involved with them during the championships. Like, yeah, play. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch all the, the World the, Series, the, Super. Uh, yeah, same thing. Playoffs. Like, I don't. I don't watch football like regular season at all. But like playoff season, I, I I dig it and I start to like follow it and shit. But I don't know. Like I mean, that's that's another thing. I think that what made me really get into hip hop with like <laughs> this sort of like monkish 
devotion in my early you know my early years was like it was unhealthy like when i was first getting into it i was like on some yo i'm closing myself out from the outside world and i'm studying this shit Mm -hmm. because i don't want to do it because i found it as like an opportunity to do something that was like competitive that I could be like really good at. Right. I couldn't be good. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't just like grow four feet overnight and be a basketball player. And I, I wasn't big enough to be a football player. So it's like, oh no, wait, but like I'm actually nice at this. You know what I mean? Like I actually like I can I can whether it's a battle or whether it's a open mic or whether it's a show and I'm going on after somebody, I can get on stage after somebody who's like six feet tall you know what i mean 200 pounds and i can like clearly be better than them <laughs> at this thing you can form yes. sentences quickly physicality yeah. doesn't yeah. yeah physicality doesn't have to play into it <laughs> this is where whatever it is that i have makes me able to compete in this thing mm-hmm. and that, right. that really made me get into it and when i switched over to like focusing on making my music it was looking at it with the same way i mean not not as like nerdy as like oh man i want to i want to rap better and use more syllables than the next guy (laughs) but in the terms of when i hear like a good album like my homie jarv just put out his new album and shit it is like you know i'm like listening to him like man this is dope all right motherfucker wait my next album's gonna get that ass Mm -hmm. yeah yeah You know what I mean? It's like that that sort of vibe. Like I said, the shit's all fun to me. Do you get inspired? Do you get like a, a competitive inspiration from when you hear someone that you know come out with a really dope album? Like, do well, you get what, that? I think that's what. Yeah, you yeah, said. yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Yeah, like uh, that. That's probably not my biggest inspiration for the albums, but like as far as like the motivation, you know, people don't consider when you're not when you're doing this shit for you it's more difficult than people think to see a project through to the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you're thinking a project from the start, like a lot of people, a lot of people take them a really long time to like think, Hey, I'm going to make an album, all of the stuff that we have to deal with in life and stuff like that. See that through Mm -hmm. and get it done. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, so for me, the thing that whenever I'm like in the bog days of putting a project together, yeah, I'm definitely thinking of, all right, man, you know, Chesky's last shit was ill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. come on, man. Like, like get the, get the shit done. You know, like, like, nah, I know, I know you want to like sit down and watch Netflix tonight, but you need to get in the studio yeah. because like that new homeboy Sandman shit was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, so I definitely have that thought, not just for people I know, but just right. like in general. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, following through is like one of the hardest. Uh, yeah, the, not the hardest, but that's the part that most people forget <laughs> to pay attention. Especially to. when something is like similar to what you do. Yeah, at least for me, like that. That shit is like every time. A long time ago, um, I think this was like around the time when I really started to get serious about my stuff. It was like when I. It was shortly after I first met Chesky, and he. He hit me up and he was like, yo, I think that people note that this is like after this predates run the jewels. But Chesky was like, man, I think you would sound better over LP shit than DJ premier shit. And I was like, what? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then run the jewels came out and just like 
coincidentally my music kind of started going towards that sort of like musically sure. started going towards that route too and so i've always had since 2013 i've always had that sort of like every time run the jewels puts out a project i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> like damn like my show was probably gonna sound like that yeah <laughs> i gotta put out something now do you do you get anxiety for, i know i have a there's there's a particular artist that's out there that uh, that I have that sort of thing going on. Um, and it, I don't know, not anymore now that I'm a little older and, and, and positioned well, but it used to give me a lot of anxiety. Did it, what, what does that give you anxiety or do you take it and then go, that just pushes you? Yeah, no, it doesn't give me, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't give me anxiety. I just, it, and again, like I said, it's all, it's all, it's more in fun than it is anything. Sure. That's like actually like negative or like anxious driving or anything like that. But no, nah, I mean the only the only times with it's not anxiety, but like I do get regret. Mm. I do get regret. Like I'm not gonna front, or like I mean, there's I had this beat that a friend gave to me, and I made this song that sounded just like the Run the Jewel song. Get it? Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like my I was going in just like, and I remember when that song came out, like all, like everybody in like my like social was like damn suck <laughs> like, yo that sucks I was like, yeah, that sucks. so for me it's not necessarily like an anxious thing well i mean maybe it is anxious and i'm just not describing it the right way but i'm always thinking like man i i don't want to be sitting on music right you that's gotta... what that's the kind that's what i mean that's the same kind of anxiety i get i'm yeah. like i'm always like i gotta get this out before, yeah. I, not, before not necessarily, someone else, yeah, before does. someone else, like, does. like, like, he, like he, exactly, like <laughs> heaven, heaven forbid, if something happens to me, I do not want to have like a bunch of stuff on my mm -hmm. hard drive that nobody ever got to hear. Yeah, till after I was till after I was gone and couldn't get props for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't follow. Um, a, a lot of people ask me like, do you know this artist or this artist? Or you? And I don't follow a lot of other artists' work because I. I don't want it to subconscious because I work for my subconscious, so I don't yeah. want to end up putting something out that looks just like like one of my contemporaries. And then, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, a main thing for me is authenticity. I like I want and, my work to be authentically me. And the, the other, the other thing is, if that does happen, I at least want the peace of mind knowing that I did it first. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? Because I can't control what anybody else does. So that that's what I like. I remember when Tyler the Creator first came out. And that was like that was that was the big one that like all like a lot of people that I know were like oh man this you like this guy sounds just, you sound just like this guy and right. like I didn't hate and I was completely comfortable because like to me it was like oh well, I'm like ten years old this nigga I was rapping like you know what I mean like yes. I was rapping like that way before him so it's just cool that the style is getting out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's a good way to look at that though. <laughs> I think I tend to go negatively. <laughs> yeah, I get a, yeah because people compare my work to this other particular artist a lot, and I'm like, damn, I've been doing this since I was like five years old. <laughs> he just got well, out you, there before you, me. Do you, do you mind if I ask who, or is that? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. It's not nothing. Is it a contemporary or something? Yeah, and it's okay. not that it's private. I just I one time I one time mentioned him in an interview, and um. In an interview that someone was interviewing me, a, a paper, uh, or a, and I, and I, I just, I don't hate the guy. I just, I always get compared to him. And you know, as an artist, like it kind of, it's like I don't know for some reason it like 
That's what I, I got to get better at. No, that. I feel you. I feel you. No, I feel you. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. If so, uh, I have got the level where like people's comparing you to someone. It's not that they're being a dick. It's just like they don't. They're like letting you know, like, oh, I appreciate your work. Well, Reminds me of this work. Sometimes it can be because they're being a dick. That's true. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, like yes. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it at all. Like sometimes it definitely can be because they're being a dick. But I don't know. The way I look at it is, it's like. I don't know. This is, we're 2023, right? Like, a lot of shit that's that's capable of being done has pretty much been done. So the best that you can hope to do as an artist, I feel, is to do the shit that you like your way. Yeah. And discovering what your way is is the journey. You know what I'm saying? And so just from that standpoint, it's like... You know, stuff is gonna come out. You know, what I mean, it's, like, like I said, it's an arms race it's, to get to get, to, to get that shit first. And it's like, if there's no, if you're not in, like, I'm not in the position of like LP or Killer Mike to like be like concerned with the monetary aspect of it. So for me, it's just like, nah, man. When somebody says they really like that word, the Jewel song, I want to be like, nah. I got a, I got a date stamped. Yeah. <laughs> like I got a, I got a joint that came out on Spotify way before that shit. You can check it out. Look, look at the, look at what year it says it came out. I'm telling you. Hey, I, here's so I. Uh, there's a thing I do on the show. It's called the useless facts. So let me give you a useless fact. Dude, that might be my next tattoo right there. <laughs> well, it's got the, right. yeah, you know, on the cover of your album, you know, the, the miss, when the miss is launched, it'll just be the cockroaches and dope knife. So I got That's the cockroach dope. in there. And then I nice. seem to see, I've seen some videos where you were, um, you know, graphing up. So I wanted to put the spray can in there. Yeah. That's and, just, I mean, literally the, 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 the cockroaches, the mic, <laughs> the spray paint can, and the skull. That's like the. The themes of my last four albums. <laughs> yeah, I try to keep the drawings uh, specifically uh, to the art, to, you know, to who we're having a guess with. So yeah, that's uh, um, I'm having fun, man. This is this oh, cool. cool. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, and I, you know what, I like talking to folks like you, like who are who really put some thought into what they're what they're talking about. Most of the people we have never ran into an interview where someone's just like, yes, no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they may have been one guy. Oh, there is. Yeah, <laughs> I like talking about rap. You know, like, like my, I'm, cause like I got, I have, I'm in. Like I said, I'm into movies. I, I used to be, be. I'm into comic books. Like from, like I don't really read a lot of current comic books, but just like as a medium, I'm into it. So it's like being a fan and being a nerd about like some of these other like entertainment mediums and shit there's just so many avenues where people talk about the craft of it you know what i'm yeah. saying and just raps like another thing that i'm a nerd of and there's just really not you know what i'm saying like there's there's a lot of people talking about rap related shit you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but not necessarily like just the, the way that a star wars nerd talks about star wars but instead you're talking about rap like i enjoy those conversations so whenever i get the opportunity for those man i'm jumping I jump on those like all the time. Well, let me give you this useless fact. It's based on it's uh, just I got it based off of your your rap name, uh, Dope mm. Knife. So here's your useless fact: in the 1950s, this there was a an old Inuit man. Um, in order to escape uh, a gov the government settlement, he made a knife out of his own feces and frozen spit killed a dog with it and used its ribs and organs to make a sled then tied it to other dogs and rode off 
Yo. <laughs> that. <laughs> so I'm just thinking about him crafting the blade and it's yeah. gross. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. D- when uh, human... all you have is snow, I guess, yeah. around yeah. you. No trees. But that, that is thinking ahead because yeah. I don't think that that would even come to mind. That's <laughs> <laughs> working with what you got. That's like, right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, let me give you this one other uh, useless fact that's a knife one. Uh, you know, um, sumos, sumo referees, they carry a knife to show that they're willing to kill themselves if they make a bad call. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. That's extreme. Yeah. I thought you. I mean, I. I thought you were gonna say that they carry the knives to defend themselves in case one of the sumo wrestlers <laughs> goes crazy and tries to. But damn. All right. Now, if only we can get NBA refs to do that during the playoffs when the Wizards are playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then, then the world would be a perfect place. Okay. Well, let me give you an interesting movie factoid. Right? Have you guys seen the movie Training Day? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, Denzel, I don't know. Yeah, Denzel. I, with Den- Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Okay. Okay. So in 2005, there was a movie made. Let's Training Day came out in 2002, but in 2005 there was a movie made. Um, there was a remake of a John Carpenter movie called Assault on Precinct 13. Yes. And that 2005 movie is also starring Ethan Hawke. And if you ever get the opportunity and you watch both of those movies back to back, solely on coincidence, they both work as unofficial sequels to each other. Oh, oh. cool. So check it out. That's, That's interesting. Like a, yeah, I'll go like, back and watch that assault on the It's a really cool coincidence when you're watching it. Like when you when you when you get when you just watch it and this I totally discovered this by accident, but I'm pretty sure somebody saw this like before that, but it was it was surprising to me enough that I've been sharing it with folks because it does make a really cool double feature if you ever get the time. Weren't you and your nephews just talking about Ethan Hawke all night we last were. night? Yeah, last night. <laughs> 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 just talking about he's just movies. been in a lot of movies recently. Yeah, he definitely has. He's been, he's having like a little John Travolta comeback he right is. now. Yeah, he, um, he is. He, there was this, he was in this really dope like series of art films that was like. I forget who the actress was, but it was like him and this other actress. And it's like the first movie they meet and then they start dating. Then the second movie, they're in a relationship. And then the third movie, they're married and they've been married. But it's like each movie is 10 years apart. And they grow, you know what I mean? Like, they, they grow up, like, wow. 10 years. I, it, it's really, it's supposed to be dope. It's one of those things that I definitely want to watch it just to be able to, like, mention it in a conversation and say I saw it, but. Well, yeah, should I have this so- Sophie's choice, but now it's it's so obvious because it's, it's ice tea or ice cube. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's ice tea all day. Ice tea all day. It was it, no, it was it was honestly it was a harder debate when I was younger. Right. right. It it definitely was a harder debate. So it's not it's only in recent years that I can really like narrow it down to be like, nah, I, I think I was feeling iced tea more. But back when I was a kid, yeah, that I I really you those, were, those were iced tea, ice cube, and motherfucking fresh prince you know what i mean for like some for somebody for a kid who's like way more into comic books and movies those are the rappers that like you know what i mean that i was that, I, that piqued my interest I was like okay this is, okay this is cool yeah we all love that's fresh cool. prince that's going on that's over there funny because that, that's <laughs> I'll, check, I'll check back in with that when i'm in high school our conversation <laughs> with um gel last week 
I had mentioned how I, for some reason I just did not like Fresh Prince. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Oh, but you did when parents just don't understand. I like, like the somebody was listening. Like, I was way into yeah. horror movies, so I did like uh, the Freddy the song. Yeah, the the Freddy oh, song. Yeah. <laughs> what did about? You say, do you mean? Did you mean Joe is in the producer Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we he was on he was on last week. I opened up for him once here in Savannah. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that was like way back in the day. But yeah, yeah. Um, what, uh, what about Easy E or E40? I gotta go with E40. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, like, no, um, I, I don't wanna, with no disrespect, but I just, I consider Easy E, like, in the same realm as, like, Dr. Dre or Puff Daddy. Like, from a rapper perspective, you know what I mean? Cause, like, it's like you know, I mean, they they're more like characters. I don't really look at Easy E as like a MC Spitter like that. You know what I mean? So like E forty, no yeah. I mean, E forty is like actual, regardless of whatever the you know his style is. It is his style. Nobody else raps about raps that way. We can all only strive to have a style <laughs> that nobody is trying to like emulate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, what? Oh, hey, what can you tell me about um Panhandle Slim? He's the one that did your album cover. I don't. I I I just started following him because of your album cover. I didn't know a lot about about him, but yeah, he's a local Savannah artist. I've been knowing him for years, but he's he'd always did his you know the, that cartoony style. He'd just do portraits of famous people, historical figures, and stuff, and. You know, I don't I don't know exactly when it happened, but at some point it started becoming popular nationally. You know what I mean? I'm seeing him posting up his paintings being all over the country and um, he ended up doing stuff for uh, Stacey Abrams campaign, Warnock down here in Georgia. I know he's done. I, I don't again. I'm just if you look at his Instagram page, it's just like there's mad different famous celebrities and, 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 you know, uh, political figures and stuff like that who have his stuff up. So he's got a very distinct was, style too. And that's the, my favorite artists are the yeah. ones that you can determine like, Oh, that's, that's his work. But Looks very I was like, I, I was honored. Cause it's like, you know, he's at the point where it's like, especially in town, as far as like local Savannah stuff, you know, he's like doing like portraits of the mayor and shit like that. So it is an honor. You got, you have, he's Yeah. I've been in Savannah long enough that Panhandle Slim did like a, a piece of me. It like makes me like definitely ingrained. All that shit I was talking about with like, you know, I grew I was always in the DMV, DC, Virginia, Maryland area. I mean, at this point, that was further away <laughs> from where I am now than at anything. So it's like, I, I definitely claim Savannah, Georgia as like home. And that's, that's, where I'm from, like, I, I would, I would never bother explaining that DMV story to any stranger. <laughs> talking, you know well, no, you know what I was going to ask when you, when someone says like, "Where are you from?" Are, do you, are you, do you say? Uh, yeah, I say, I say Savannah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if, like I said, it, it, it all depends on where the conversation's going. You know what I mean? But like, just in a average conversation, like out in the street, it's like I'm from Savannah, and then me growing up overseas and the Liberian part of me comes into the conversation, stuff like that. But I definitely don't explain the whole, yeah, well, I lived overseas, but every summer we used to come back to Virginia. So like, and, you know, it's just it's complicated. Yeah. Was it a, a wooing 
um, <laughs> a line for one your your now current your current girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like sometimes you're like, oh, you got you, yeah, you know. You I'm interesting. In. <laughs> I've traveled everywhere. I grew up everywhere. <laughs> sometimes you over you oversell a little. <laughs> no, she she actually is like the first girlfriend that was like she's a musician herself. So she she plays bass and she's a, a singer songwriter type. So she was like, nah, like she she moved into town from Ohio and she was like, nah, people were saying you got to meet Dope Knife. And then I went to one of your shows and I was like, oh, all right. So that she's she's the one girlfriend that like I've I've met. You know what I mean in that context. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, going back on that Pan Hannibal Slim thing, was that something? Did he just make? the a portrait of her or did you reach out to him and see if you wanted to yeah do no he, he he made the portrait oh, wow. and like he, first, like he, he first he hit me up and he was like yeah i'm gonna make a piece for you so that's cool is there a particular picture of yours that you want me to base it off of and i didn't really have one in mind and shit like that but, but we've again like we're facebook friends it's, it's scott you know what i mean yeah. I mean, we like we, i've known him since i was 19 you know what I'm saying so <laughs> it's just like yeah sure you know just pick something and just do it and stuff like that so then he was like all right so give me a quote and i gave him the cockroach quote and stuff like that <laughs> and then he did it he did the he did the piece and i think he was gonna hang it up somewhere or something like oh no he did the piece and then he called me up he's like hey do you want to get this or do you want me to put it up somewhere and i was like oh man can i use this for my album cover <laughs> yeah awesome yeah no it's so cool i yeah that it, it really shaped the album to be honest with you because most of the stuff that was written it was written like from the beginning of covid for like like between march 2020 and like november 2020 is when like the first seven songs of the album were written and they were just it was like really like nihilistic does any of this matter the world's gonna you know what i mean right. i was just I was just writing songs and there wasn't really anything I was just going to I was actually going to do a thing where I was going to be like, hey, I'm just going to put out a song every month or something like that. You know, what I mean, just put it online on Spotify or whatever and just like do that for a while and shit like that. But then when I had the album cover, it was like, nah, oh. I need to add more to this. And make this is, you know, it really it really did solidify that this was going to be an album and that this is what I'm doing an album wasn't in mind until like there was an album cover and then you're until, like until yeah until i had that art oh cool so is this is this art um a mural or did he do it on um like a big he uses plywood or something sometimes yeah but... no, i have it in the other room right oh he oh. there's an original piece to it yeah no i have the original piece it's just like a plywood thing i i I really think I'm just going to keep it, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, just at this point, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, not even for any sort of like value thing, but just like the fact that he took the time to do it and that he gave it to me, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can't get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So the timer went off. I want to hit you with a couple of few, a uh, few things that are like staples on the show. Uh, before we uh, wrap up, and I want to get, you know, at the end, well, I want to uh, get like some information about your podcast because you're still doing the podcast, right? It's right now on a hiatus okay. because of the album and my co host, Mariah. She had recently had a baby, and I think she might be doing some, some other things politically. And, you know, what I mean, so we just we just don't have the time for it It was a lot of it's just the two of us doing that shit like i was the i was the producer and 
posting it and we're uh, doing you know we're both doing the research together and stuff like that it's time consuming yeah it was it was like a it was a full-time job that wasn't a full-time job you know what i mean so i definitely had to take a break but i personally do want to get back into it so yeah it's one of those things where they're a lot of fun but they but people don't understand they do take it does take a lot of time and effort (laughs) especially when you're like you're like dealing with like political stuff because it's like you got to source stuff and you got to make sure that you're not saying the wrong shit. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it was, I would describe it to people as if you had to write like a high school, like a senior high school paper every week. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean? yeah. So the, 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 the podcast was called, it's called the, it's the reparations podcast. Wait, right? Waiting on reparations. Well, yeah. Waiting on reparations. Yeah. So, and it's uh, mostly, yeah, a, hip-hop, uh, it's hip hop politics. It's like, like I, like the basic format of it is we'll pick like a political issue going on of the day and then we'll relate it back to hip hop, whether past, yeah. present or like future. So, for example, let's say um, let's say like something happens and there's like a, there's like a famine somewhere. We never had this episode, but let's say something happened and then like there was a, a big famine and it was on the news or something like that. Then we'd be like, oh, you know what? Most deaf mentioned the famine of 19 something on his album blah 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 or in this interview uh snoop dogg said something about feeding the children and hit you know i mean and there's there's like 86 episodes they're all still up it was it's a iHeartRadio podcast but you can find it wherever you find your podcast and my co-host mariah parker uh she's the um on she's city council in athens georgia but she's also a really dope mc herself named lingua franca I wish I'd never told Marie that I would check the tweets that I'd neglected like a nest of chickadees. The slope is slippery, the trek is treacherous. To trend is to undress yourself and open history. Wishing a nigga would like I was hoping hickory or praying for us peck of help. So, you know, we're like freestyling at the beginning of every episode or oh, rapping cool. at the end of every episode. You know what I mean? Sometimes we had some rap guests on. It was, it was just... Pretty much, we got to do whatever the fuck we wanted to do. It was really nuts that like like iHeartRadio really did not stop us from doing anything. <laughs> so the show was just a big vanity project where it's like one second we're interviewing somebody running for Congress that Mariah knows, and then the next second we're interviewing Megaran. You know what I mean? And the next second we're interviewing this guy who wrote this book. You know, so it, the next second there was like episodes where we were just like, hey, let's. Did you see such and such a movie? Yeah. Yo, let's review that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just all over the place. With the, like with the all the focus uh on Georgia right now, is that something you wish that you were doing episodes or are you so are yes. you are you, are you over yes. it? Oh, yeah. There's there is so yeah, there's so much cuz we stopped in April and yeah, there's so much shit that's gone down and it that would have made such juicy episodes for that show. I mean, uh, like we got to a point <laughs> where we were like, "Look, we're not gonna mention Kanye right. anymore <laughs> <laughs> until until the situation drastically changes." <laughs> and then it was like three months after the show ended, it was like we were calling each other, like, "God damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, no, nah, there's 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 lots of. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm even bringing it up is because yeah, there's lots of stuff going on that I already kind of developed. Uh, like a taste for doing that i mean because i wish it wasn't the case but yeah as a di yeah. my current state more people have heard me on that podcast 
then they have my music. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they know me from that podcast as the rapper Dope Knife. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, like, again, this is one of the, it's, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's like if if I can if I can keep doing what I'm doing and keep making moves, but like without having to change what I like to do, then I'm all for it. And that podcast was just like one of those sort of self-validating moments. You know what I mean? When I got that gig, because it was like, wait a minute. Y'all trying to pay me to do this? Y'all, <laughs> did y'all hear my last joint? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did, did y'all hear that line about your parents' company? Y'all still cool? Huh? All right, let's go. Is, isn't iHeartRadio based out of uh, Atlanta or the Georgia? Yeah, they Georgia? Are, yeah. yeah. I, I actually ended up moving to Athens like about an hour out of Atlanta okay. for, for the first year of the podcast so I could be like closer to the, the main studio down there and shit. Yeah. Let me hit you with some uh, Atlanta based, one of them. Sylvie's choice. Big boy or big pun? Ooh. You know, does it have to just be like, I can, can I give any explanation? Sure, you can. <laughs> okay. I like to differentiate like the rapper and the artist because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think somebody can be a better artist than a rapper and vice versa so from that standpoint i would say big boy is the better artist than big pun and i don't think it's particularly close right and i think that big pun is the better rapper than big boy and it's like not even in the same stratosphere of discussion does that make sense absolutely Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer to a pretty, pretty basic question, only based on them being bigs and big boy being in Atlanta. <laughs> no, absolutely. I my favorite are when people put some uh, put some thought into it because it is it's just it's content driven. I mean, not necessarily. I do them because they became a part of the show. They were never supposed to be a part of the show, but I found like some interesting conversations would always come out of them. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, I yeah, I mean, that's just like I'm. <laughs> that's just one hundred percent of my alley. Like, <laughs> like I like, I like just trivia and stuff like that. Well, that so reminds I'm me, another staple of our show is a trivia question. Then we do these pop culture trivia questions. I'll give you the um, the uh, decade, and you can pick the decade, and then I'll read a question from it. So it's fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, or two thousands, and it's. Um, uh, pop culture. So, which decade would you like it to, your question to be from? Um. All right, let's go with. Let's go with nineties. Okay, that's cool. Most everyone's chose eighties, uh, and I would actually like to hear a nineties question. All right, here we go. Here's your question. Wh- oh, which actress had her film debut as the role of Tina Carlisle, Dorian Tyrell's girlfriend and lounge singer in the movie The Mask? Cameron Diaz. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got that one. Nice. nice. You got a movie one. That's good. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I 100% have like, gone with some friends to like a couple trivia nights and it's... <laughs> Just ran through the movie section of the yeah. shit, like got everyone right. And it was like, don't bother me anymore. I didn't hear that shit. If there was something that, um, oh, I had, this, I came up with this question with my kids last night, and I wanted to ask you this question. 
oh shit, I just forgot what it you was. You said, you said something like, if you, if I could spend a day with you and you could teach me all oh, about no, oh, one yeah. thing, what, what could you teach me yeah. about? If, if we were to spend a day, a weekend together, and you, and you taught me everything you knew about this one thing, and I had to take a test on that one thing, what would that thing be? That's easy, rapid. Oh, like I, 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 I mean, not not you, but I just mean in terms of a subject that I like. I, I've actually, you know, done some workshops with kids and stuff, like from like a technical craft of like, hey, you know, what I mean, these are the, these are the things you need to know getting into it. This is something you got to pay attention to. So, like, I, that's the that's the one thing I feel I'm qualified <laughs> to teach anybody about is like, or you have <laughs> enough information on it, you would send someone out to go to 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 maybe even take a chance of getting up on stage and rapping yeah exactly yeah, awesome. yeah that, that's what yeah 100 percent. like I, th I think i know enough about it that if somebody wanted to learn i could yeah i can teach now would they be good at it right but as long yeah as long yeah that's that's a whole other yeah that's a whole you can't teach someone talent that's the sort of thing where that's not in the control of anybody but i do think i do possess some knowledge that that would be a subject that i could either that or just knowing useless shit about movies you know what i mean i could i could teach that i yeah i love useless knowledge about movies <laughs> so much <laughs> Two, one final question, um, and then we'll do your philosophical question because we end the episodes with philosophicals. Let me do these two. What's what would be your weapon of choice in the in the zombie apocalypse? Oh, um, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh, like uh, what the fuck? The, the what is the M14? You know, like the the Saving Private Ryan rifles, like a, oh, like the, like they're like the, wooden. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd want to use I'd want to use one of those, and you know, just like a semi-automatic, far away yeah sniper. I have, you know I don't want to like think too much into stuff, but I just have beef with the concept of zombies, though. Right? There's something about <laughs> it that really bothers me. Right? So here's the thing. Right? Like, if you shoot somebody in the knee. The reason that they can't walk anymore isn't because it hurts. It's because you shot their fucking knee, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's a structure that needs to be intact to, like, function. So if you shot a zombie in the leg, it would be on the ground. So I just don't, I don't understand why that's, like, I'm yeah. not the smartest person in the world, but that just seems like if somebody put that into their zombie apocalypse movie, <laughs> that it just might make, you know, like some interesting shit that we haven't seen before. <laughs> so, like, you know, <laughs> so with that, I don't want anything where I have to be close to zombies. I want a weapon where I can hit them from far away, because assuming that we're working in real world logic. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we can with zombies. Yeah. I think if I can, if I can get leg shots, I can slow them down so then I can hit them on the head or whatever. The other thing too with that, when you shoot them in the leg, you don't walk all the way up over to them, yeah, real close to make sure that you got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if if your spine breaks, like the reason that you can't walk is because you haven't become an unstoppable killing machine yeah. yet. It's because like it needs to be intact for you to walk. You know. Do you find that you there's got to be even though. As illogical as zombies are, <laughs> do you find in movies though you you want it to be there's got to be at least some logic to things? Do you do that with yes, movies? I, I do too. I mean, <laughs> look, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be like I'm not like 
crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm definitely capable of suspending my disbelief. And then also on top of that, there's just some shit that, you know, you in, in certain certain concepts you just have to present information and we just have to accept that it is. Do you But it makes the experience a little bit better when you view the movie and it's also even a little yeah. more interesting. The more the more that I think of somebody who's making a movie or something, the more that they draw from like even if it's a kids film or if it's like a, a campy film, but as, if the if the I think organizing principle is like what would happen in what would the rea- what would happen in real life? You know what I mean? If that's like the thought going in, it just makes better shit. You know? Agreed. Like, have you seen the Have you seen that Andor show? Andor. Oh, that's Andor. the new uh, the new uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Shit? Yeah, we haven't watched it yet. Yo, the shit is so fucking fire because it's like. The Sopranos, but in Star Wars, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's just the the whole the whole entire like vibe of the shit is like, what would this shit be like if it was really happening? You know what I mean? So there's no like winking at the camera. There's no like jokes. There's it really is like, oh no, like they're living under an oppressive, like apartheid authoritarian government. It re- it feels more like Casablanca than it does Star Wars. It just has spaceships and laser beams in it. And shit, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, everyone we've been hearing says says it's the best one. It is, man. I, I can't even front. I used to be like a huge, huge Star Wars fan. And then I kind of got out of it when like the prequel shit came yeah, out. Too much. There was too much of too many of them. Yeah. And then when they made the new ones, I wasn't really feeling those. And that kind of made me appreciate the prequels more. But that Andor shit, like it's. It's like you don't it's like the stuff about it that makes you recognize the shit as Star Wars is like the icing on the cake. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Cuz just on its own as a show and what it's about is like, yo, this is like some of the dopest shit I ever seen. But then when you think about, wait a minute. This is fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it even doper. <laughs> so, is it a so, series? Yeah. It is like it's a, a yeah, it's like oh, a, it's okay. a twelve episode series. I think they're coming out with it. They already got like another season coming out, but it's one of those things where it's like you could tell everybody who was making it from like the actors onto the people behind the camera. They're all like, "Yo, let's how can we make something that children." are only going to like because there's laser beams in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's the only appealing thing to somebody who's really not trying to think about mm-hmm. what they're watching is like, oh, there's spaceships at this part. and there's. But other than that, it is like people talking in, you know what I mean? Like Game of Thrones, but Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It really is dope. Really is dope. I did just want to let you guys know, in case you didn't, there are there is this fungus. That it can infect uh, ants, and it zombifies them and takes over their brain, and I like I think that. it grows out of their head even. Yeah, but I uh, heard of that. Isn't that what they based that uh that Last of Us game on or something? Oh, I don't know. There's like there's some video game where they do like zombies, but they do a fungus oh, thing, and I remember hearing about Nah, that's like a real thing with ants. Yeah, but see that's. It's just a matter but, of time. I know. <laughs> Though that fungus doesn't affect humans. Not so yet. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wonder if the, one of their legs gets broken off. Can they? Well, does they the fungus? Walking. Does it give yeah. them super yeah, yeah, yeah. human or super yeah, you know strength? What? That see, like again, right? I can accept that. Yeah. Like if if you had that be like an explanation in the shit, like that would make total sense to me. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you're just not gonna convince me that 
Like, <laughs> the motherfuckers from 28 Days Later who just literally just got rabies that, like, you can't, like, pop one of them in the kneecap and they're not right. going to, like, fall. Nah. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, are, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your final philosophical question for the episode. Is defining people according to race a social construct or a biological category? Uh, it's a social construct. I'll elaborate. It's a social construct. But I think that there's a lot of people who, because it's so ingrained as a social so construct, that there's a lot of people who think that it's a biological thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there you go. Now, what we can do about that, I don't have the answer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But definitely, I, I think it's just historically, that's just the case. Like, there, there, there was a way that people looked at race before, you know what I mean? It's yes. Certain interests were able to make people look at it a different way so that they could carry on certain business practices. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, man, it was, uh, boy, that time flew right by. It did, man. I had a lot of fun. I've, I've <laughs> really enjoyed the, uh, having a conversation with you. That was a lot of fun. Hey, man, y'all have me back on here whenever y'all want. Yeah, awesome. You can chat. Hey, well, so what are, uh, before we let you go, what are, um, where do you prefer people to um, un hear about oh, what oh, you're thanks. up to and, and, and then more about this album and what's, what, what other projects coming up in the future? Okay, I don't have... Like, I have a website, but it just links to my Bandcamp stuff. If you want to buy shit, knifeisdope.com. All the stuff is on there. If you want to follow me and know what I'm doing, I Instagram or TikTok, but mainly Instagram. Um, TikTok is just mainly where I post up raps. So if you okay. want to hear me rapping every other day, uh, I post up raps on TikTok. But in terms of keeping up with the moves I'm making, with cities I might be in, stuff that I'm working on, that's all IG at dope underscore knife. And um, the new album, the dope one, is out everywhere. Uh, I hear that it's pretty good. It is so and, good. And um, oh, oh, let me yeah, ask: I'm Are just, you are you gonna be are you gonna be tour uh, like small touring dope dope one? I want yeah, I want I want to definitely get out on the road. Like right now, I'm just trying to make it work. Like really, I'm just trying to perhaps link up with some bigger artists. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And open up for mm -hmm. them that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So that's just a matter of like connections and stuff like that so whenever that works out that'll work out but i definitely will be hitting the road just on my own it, pro probably after january because okay. i hate yeah traveling and, up north when it's cold yeah but. will you announce those <laughs> on your instagram you think yeah 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 i, I yeah when, whenever any of that sort of stuff is going down instagram is the place to find it I'll, I'll definitely post about all that stuff on instagram and uh yeah i'm i'm already working on the next joint awesome. and i'm working on a, a comic book now too so oh, wow very good. Oh. So look, a graphic novel, and I'm going to tie in a big soundtrack thing for it. And oh, I'm nice. going to try to like get all of my rapper friends to contribute and, you know what I'm saying? That's and cool. make that like a big a thing. Oh, so good for that's you. That's awesome. Next thing. Uh, well, will that be like a series or like just like a, a one? It's going to be a book, but yeah. it'll be broken up into four chapters and stuff like that. I, to be honest with you, I really don't like it. That might be a DIY thing or it might be if I can get a publisher that mm -hmm. would want to put it out. Yeah, like I just all I know is that I spent 
like the last two months writing it and I'm drawing it now. So it's getting done yeah. one way or the other. So just be on the lookout. For yeah, it. we will. All right, man. It was, it was such a pleasure having you on really, hey, truly. Thank I'm glad you guys. You came Great out. to meet y'all. Yeah, yo. you too. Y'all have a good one. Yeah. Peace. Bye. Peace. I am legit. I am the cat's can spit. Raising the African fist. Crackers is pissed. You ain't a fan of the kid, but you can just snack on my dick. I am the crap in the shit. Niggas all that in the bag of the chips. Give me the bag where I'm flipping the fuck and I'm cracking. That, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, that time flew by so quick. It did. I was going to ask him if he had been to Antarctica because oh, you were talking yeah. about a prior and he seems to have gone everywhere, but that's pretty far. Yeah, I had some stuff I did want to ask him about. Um, Oh yeah, I just I didn't want to interrupt some of the stuff he was talking on because he has this really interesting um, on his album. One of his albums, 1984. There's a well on the on the. Oh man, I really wish. Well, next time. Well, Sorry. he was on. Uh, what was that? What country? Liberia. That's on the coast. Well, so, so and he, so is Sierra Leone. When he was a kid, he fell into the well and was trapped oh. in a well. And he never told anybody about it, and then it was on. He then he talked about it on his album, but oh, I had. Well, then you gotta listen to the album. I yeah, guess. but not. Yeah, I mean, I put it in as a question I wanted to ask him about um, that was more framed like, is that something you would be willing to tell us about? Because I, I don't, you know, I don't know well, if it was like a. You know, if we have him on for his comic book or his next album, we'll have to ask him then. Yeah, because that's you know that's a pretty significant thing. Mm-hmm. I, that that's something. That's a kind of experience that may shape a lot of your tendencies that you do as a you know as an adult yeah I, yeah i was gonna that was something i want dang it oh well. yeah that's okay well that was a lot of fun yeah nice um, guy. anything you want to rap with any any um follow-ups i'm not anything? a rapper <laughs> no w-r-a-p no i was i just thought it was cool that um i hadn't heard his music i hadn't heard of him prior to you letting me know he was going to be on a couple weeks ago and that didn't happen for different circumstances but then his music came on organically and just with my phone in my pocket my headphones in mm-hmm. and a couple times i was like who is this and i checked and i go oh that's okay that's dope knife <laughs> like three or four times that happened with different songs and so i thought that was just cool from his dope one album or from just I, like i his- can't tell you but i've been listening to lyrics and i'm like wow this guy's got some shit to say and I just look and I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't, I don't know what albums that it was playing. Yeah. I songs. really like him. We, um, you know, Dibs was going to have, we were going to do a, a question from Dibs, mm-hmm. but he, um, Dibs liked him so much. Didn't know much about him, but liked his music so much. He was like, oh, I didn't know. He didn't necessarily have a question that he was going to ask him. You no, know, he well, likes to kind of fuck around a bit, yeah. but he was like, I didn't, there, it was like so good. I didn't really have anything I wanted to fuck around with. So yeah, yeah next, time. next time. Yeah, next time. Cause I definitely want to have him on again. I want to talk to him about the whale story and, uh, and a few other things, but yeah, I want to thank him for the, <laughs> did I think you were talking about whales? Maybe, but I, maybe you did. <laughs> he fell into a blue whale. No, he fell but into what, an orca. At first when you said a well, I think I was, because I was like, oh, he was on the coast in Sierra Leone oh. and Liberia. Well, yeah, and then speaking of wells, you know, the two... Oh, no, you said there was a well on the cover. Yeah, I was thinking co- oh, of an, a yeah. mammal. No, actual whale, yeah. Like the whale piece that I did with um, my uh, uh, the ODB mining tree. Remember that piece? Yeah. And then I painted yes, a whale on there, and it was it was called like the Wu-Tang whale and the... The, the Wu-Tang Well and the ODB Mining Tree. Yes. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, um, you know what two whales are um, found in Antarctica? In the Antarctica? Uh, I'm guessing a narwhal. Who else goes pretty far south? Is the beluga down there? No. The narwhals, I know they're in the North Pole. They don't go to the South Pole? Well, here's the two whales. An orca okay, that makes and sense. a blue whale. Yeah, and the orcas eat eat the seals, seals and but the, they go they migrate up yeah, north sure. and but south. I mean these they go are both, in, the, in the Antarctica. Both poles. All right. Well, okay. thanks thanks for joining us. Um, we'll see you next time on DOD five. Oh, uh, DOD forty five. Hey, make sure you go over there and leave some comments wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, engage with us on the DOD forty five W Instagram page, and um, always at artbytie.com. You can get my artwork there. Got the puzzles coming out for the holidays. Uh, get a puzzle. Get some uh, presents for your family if you're going to put in orders for presents. Uh, uh, the Deadline is December 15th if you want them to arrive by Christmas. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. I'm uh, Ty of Art by Ty, and this is me. Me is Adrian. That's it for now. Peace. D-O-D-45. Thank you for joining in on yet another episode of DOD45. Please hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss an episode. You can even go one step further by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts to help other interesting people like yourself find our podcast. You can find me at Art by Ty on all the socials or at artbytie.com. If you'd like to follow this podcast on social media, we are at DOD45W on Instagram, or you can go over to our website, DOD45.com, where you can shoot us an email, join our mailing list, and watch all of our past episodes. Thanks for joining us. Peace.